We've been in this teaching series about Jesus, and, uh, and it's been a number of weeks, and we've been talking and celebrating, of course, the life of Jesus, the truth that he gives us, um, the things that he teaches us, and we just believe he changes everything about everything. And uh, last week, we talked about Jesus and money. Uh, and so if you were here, I hope that it was an encouraging day for you. And at, we ended our day by asking people to share on cards um, just stories of how God has been faithful, or maybe how God has, God has taught you something um, through, through giving and through just trusting in him and his word. And we thought we'd share a few of those today. Um, they're going to be anonymous, so uh, don't worry. Everybody's, everybody's uh, I don't know, great stories, I guess, will not be attached to your name, in case you're worried about that. And I'm going to have my friend Hannah come, and Hannah's going to come, and she's actually going to help me share some of these stories, but she's actually got a story. I read her card, and I was like, hey, can you just share this story in person? Um, and so at the end of reading together, uh, she's going to share hers. But Hannah and I are going to trade off reading cards. Hannah? Hey, hey, say hello to Hannah, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Hannah, why don't you start us? Go ahead. So again, these are stories, just in case. Sorry. The question that we wrote to was, how has God showed you his faithfulness as you've trusted him with your money and giving slash tithing? All right. I started praying about tithing specifically a month ago. When I started doing that, I got my teacher raise within a week, a stipend for some work at my school, and things just started being cheaper than they were supposed to be. <laughs> I also got a tuition wave for my master's program, The Lord is Faithful. It's mm. good. You can, I don't care, whatever you want to do, I'm, whatever you feel led to. Okay, here's another story. I had an employee with car issues. I felt in my heart that it was my opportunity to show God's love to him. I ended up paying $1,700 to get his car fixed. I could not imagine, imagine how much this impacted him. This put us in a tight spot with our budget, but the very next week, we came into that exact amount of money. It's pretty amazing. So. <laughs> God provided me with an amazing first job at $9 an hour. I tied with its increase. He gave me a job a few months later at $13 an hour. I've been tithing this as well. He allowed me to move from part-time to full-time at this job now, and I'm tithing this. Glory to God. That's awesome. I grew up in a household that taught and stressed the tithe even as it applied to our allowance as children. (laughs) I need to do that. We need to do that. We need to probably give them an allowance. (laughs) Uh, My parents enjoyed significant financial prosperity um, throughout my childhood. As a young adult, I tithed with mixed consistency ultimately sputtering out into several years of no tithing at a low point in my spiritual journey. At the beginning of this year, I was preparing to be married, and I felt positively compelled to build our household on God's teachings and thereby to tithe. Since then, my wife and I have been presented professional opportunities, debt elimination, and a new home in just a matter of months. God is good, and his ways are always beneficial and right. It's good. Five years ago, we had never tithed. I read Malachi 3, and the words tested me and convicted me. So we began to prayerfully tithe. And I also began to pray for school and saving for nursing school because I had to quit my job. We tithed, paid bills, paid for our school, and saved $12,000 over the course of two years. Then I quit my job and went to nursing school, and we tithed and paid bills. We never went without, 
We never came up short, and at the end of nursing school, we thought that nest egg of $12,000 would be long gone, but it had never been touched. God showed us that he would take care of us above and beyond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like this one. Uh, just an antidote. Um, this very morning, meaning last Sunday morning, my son, who mows, lawn, mows a lawn for $10, brought me $1 and said, Dad, this is my tithe. Seems like, once again, the father... <laughs> speaks to me through my son. That's good. Yep. So many months, I find myself looking ahead and knowing the money is going to run out. God has continually provided and blown me away with the different ways he blesses us, i.e. giving us a car. Mm. All right, so one, one last one here. Um, for many years, we struggled financially due to medical bills, student loans, and job loss. We still tithe, and God always provided in the form of blessing from others in the body of Christ. Recently, in the past few years, God has awarded our faithfulness and answered our prayers to be the ones able to bless others now. We are now in a position to give financial gifts to people in need within our church and community, which is pretty cool, yeah. It's good. So, Hannah, um, yeah, like I said, I, just, I, I read your card, and I thought this would be a really cool thing for you to just share, and just share your story, because it's a, it's a very specific one from the time of your life when God started speaking to you about giving? Yeah, so my financial journey, I guess, began when I was a senior in high school. I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to college, and for various um, family and personal reasons, I really, really wanted to go away to college. Um, but as far as college went, I was pretty much on my own financially. Um, so I got a job my senior year at Chick-fil-A, and... <laughs> Christian chicken. Yeah, Christian chicken. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I remember getting my first paycheck and praying to God and saying, God, tithing seems like a huge sacrifice right now. I don't think I really fully understand tithing or I didn't fully understand tithing at the time, but I knew it was the right thing to do. And I just said, God, I'm going to tithe this money to you because I know it's the right thing to do. But God, please, please provide this money for me so that I can afford to go away to school. I'm saving every penny I can, and I'm, I'm begging you to please provide for me. Um, later in the year, about February, um, I got into my dream school. So obviously I was really excited, but I think I became even more dedicated in prayer. I remember, and I had to decide by May 1st, that was the deadline. And I remember after finding out I got in, I woke up every day desperate, like on my knees praying, God, please, please provide for me. I don't know how I'm going to make this work, and I, I really want this. Um, about a week before in April, in May, or a week before the May 1st deadline in April, I went out to the mailbox, and I opened up a letter, and I'll never forget this big blue number. It said $20,000, and I had gotten a $20,000 scholarship to school, and I just remember breaking down at the mailbox, like, God, I know you did this. I know it wasn't me, and I know it was you, and um, it was awesome. And uh, there were a lot of other things that happened after that as well um, that I won't get into today, but I just wanted to say that God is so faithful. Mm. And money is something I think that is so hard to trust because it's so tangible and so real to us. It feels really personal. But God is always faithful to me. He's never not gone above and beyond my wildest expectations. And I just want to say that God is so faithful to me, and he will be faithful to you, too. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you, Hannah. What I, what I love about it is, you know, it started when she was, 
she was in high school, you know, and she just started trusting the Lord with something she didn't even fully get, and he took care of her, and there's a lot of details that were in that story that she couldn't even have time to tell. It's just God showing her faithfulness. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing that today. Um, let me just say a prayer. Father, we just pray now that as we just continue and talk about you and talk about your word today, that God, you would uh, you'd reveal to us um, the things that you want us to know today. That God, uh, the seeds that are being planted weekly in this place and and in our lives, I pray today, it's like those seeds are being planted in really good soil so that, Lord, we can see new life springing up. So, God, we love you. We trust you. We pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, so, um, you know, one of the teachings that we sang about today and that Christy mentioned uh, when we were singing about God's reckless love comes out of Luke 15, you know, and it says, suppose 100 sh- or there's 100 sheep, 99 of them, um, are there, and one wanders off, and God goes, and he, he goes and looks for the one, of course, and he goes after the lost sheep until he finds it, and then he rejoices, and you know what I love about that story is um, there's, a, there's a picture inside of it for us, isn't there, of, of a God who is on pursuit for you and me, who's looking for us and going after us, and, and there's this, there really is this relentless, or what, like we sing, reckless love that God shows that he's going to do whatever it takes to show us his love. And I think this morning, I just think even as we're talking about this and we share stories of of how God provides, like some of us need to hear it. We need to hear that God loves us. We need to hear that God wants to not only take care of us, but that he he absolutely loves you. And some of you need to receive it today in such a way that I think maybe because you've been discouraged. I'm just, I'm assuming there's people that have been discouraged or maybe you've been lonely or hurting, or maybe you've just been plain old bored with life, <laughs> and, and, and you just, and you, you're just finding your pla- yourself in a place of, of needing something from the Lord. Maybe, maybe you've been angry about something going on in your life that's not good, and, or you have a relationship that's broken. Whatever it is, you have something that's happening in your life, and, and God wants you to hear this morning, and he wants this, what he wants you to hear to begin with in this encouragement is that he loves you is that he loves you and he wants to be your constant. And I, he wants to be your foundation. He wants to be the thing that doesn't make you bored anymore, that you don't feel alone anymore. The love for you that he has is experienced in a lot of different ways. And I think that's where I want us to get today is, is whenever we talk even about stories of God providing and God being faithful, it's rooted in a couple things, that God loves you and he wants to bless you. Do you know how he wants... Anybody ever feel, everybody, anybody ever experienced the blessing, like from someone else or from, from God? Anybody in here? You ever, like, been, raise your hand if you've been blessed before. You've been hashtag blessed, <laughs> right? Like, I love those, love those social media posts I talk about every once in a while, you know? Like, found some extra fries in the bottom of the bag, <laughs> hashtag blessed. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. I love that stuff. But a lot of us know we are, we live with an awareness, don't we? We live with an awareness that we are blessed. Anybody live with that awareness? Are you with me? Like you understand that you're blessed and you understand that God is taking care of you. And for a lot of us, when we think about the blessings of God, maybe we just think about the provision, but there's so many things that he blesses us with, right? I mean, it could be the fact, yeah, that he loves us. It could be the fact that that you're his child and he's adopted you in his family, that he's forgiven you, that he's given you an inheritance. These are things straight out of Ephesians whenever he talks about all the ways we've been richly blessed by God. 
And he goes on and on about how he's purchased our freedom, that he's given us his glorious grace. There's all these ways that God has blessed us. And sometimes these ways, though, which, which I love, is we can kind of experience his grace, we can experience his love. But there are tangible ways that he blesses us. And that's, that's what I think sometimes for us, it's good to see. It's good to see that he will bless us in provisional ways or in monetary ways, like some of the way, stories we just heard. You know, when we started OKC Community Church, if you're new here, we were, I don't know, it was almost six years ago that we, we stepped forward and started to do this. And uh, we didn't have, we did not have any financial backing as a church. Now, there was a few people that stepped in to say, hey, we want to support, but we didn't have like some sort of organization that was behind us. And, and what that meant was not only did we not know exactly how financially we provide for the church, but when it came to our family, like Christy and I and our family and our six, we didn't even know how we were going to necessarily live. We had a six-month head start, and meaning we had about six months to get the church going where I could like, be all in on it. But then at the end of six months, we knew that there had to be a financial solution for our family to go ahead and continue to, to eat food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like We knew that at six-month mark, it was one thing or another. Either the church was going to be able to help us maybe part-time with some salary, or we were going to have to get another job, or I was going to have to get another job. There's all these sorts of things. And, and we knew that at, you know, at the end of that six months, that would happen. We even got as far to say, it, worst case scenario, we'll just move in with our parents. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, that's terrible. You know what I mean? They didn't know that we had decided that. <laughs> but we decided, I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to throw their grandkids out on the street? Like, we knew that we had, we, we were good. Like, at the end of the day, you know, we'll be fine. So we, step, we stepped out and we trusted the Lord. And within a few months, um, <clears throat> We had a core of 50 or 60 people, and by the six-month mark, we had about 100 people that were part of this community, and, and uh, really, it was, a, it was a blessing in the sense that there was, and there was this great provision provided by God in the sense that we were able to come on, if you will, part-time with the church, but it wasn't enough for family six, so I don't know if anybody's been in that situation, like, yeah, I got some money, but it's not, it's not enough money. Anybody with me? And, but what's really cool, here's what God does when he does abundantly more. So about month four of that six months, right, I get a call from a friend. He's actually a mentor of mine. His name's Bo, and some of you know who Bo is because he came and spoke at our marriage conference last year. He says, hey, man, I'm so, I mean, he'd been encouraging us the whole time. He's like, I'm so for you in this, in this, in this church plant and what you guys are doing. And he said, and I've just been praying, and I sense that money is probably an issue for you guys. And I'm like, good sense. And he goes, he goes, and here's the thing. I had been, he leads a ministry based out of Chicago, Illinois, and um, it's, a, it's a student ministry organization where they do mentoring and coaching and other things like that. And I'd been serving that ministry for years. In fact, doing quite a bit for it. I had been writing content. I'd been doing graphic design. I didn't, you guys didn't even know, did you? <laughs> um, graphic design and leadership stuff and speaking. I'd been doing it all and, and because I loved it. And I, and I was, and I wanted to, you know, pour my heart into this ministry that I believed in, and he said, you know, you've been doing all this stuff for us for years. Um, he said, what if you continue to do that, and maybe I added a couple things, and we paid you to do it? Maybe would that help with whatever financial need you have going on in your life right now to give you the freedom to continue to do? I mean, here's the thing. You can, do it. You can work whenever, however, whatever you want to do. Just get the job done by the deadline. I don't care when you work. He's like, would that be helpful to you? He said, I'm, I'm offering this to you because I want to sow into your church because you've sowed into our ministry. And I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> and God provided through that job, even to this day, he still provides through it, but for the first four years of this church, that's how we made it. You know what I mean? And, and when I think about the blessing of that, not only for our family, but for this church, that I was able to basically be full-time here to help build this thing. And that's just, this is just my story, right? I know everybody has their story. And, and this is what we experienced, but we just saw God provide in so many ways and to think about how he's, how he's blessed us, that he prompts a friend in Chicago to say, I'll step into the need that you guys have and create a solution to bless you in this church. That's pretty powerful. Listen to this verse down in 1 Corinthians 9.8. It says, And God will, is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all you need, this sounds very much like my, my life there, you will abound in every good work. God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. He wants to throw open the floodgates of heaven. What is, remember that verse in Malachi uh, chapter 3? One of the stories referenced it, but I'll read it again. I read it last week. It says, Will a mere mortal rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how am I robbing you? In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Like I said last week, that's the hard news to hear. But the good news is starting in verse 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may, be food, there may be food in my house. Test me in this. He says we can test him. And see if I do not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be enough room to store it. There's so many good things to just remember. And I was preparing this week and I thought, we just got to continue. I prayed it even. Like the seed that's planted, that it's, that it's planted in good soil for us today that it really will spring new life for us. He says that we can test him, that when we bring in and trust him with our finances, that he will throw open the floodgates of heaven. What does that mean? I don't know, but I just know it's good. And he'll bless us. So my encouragement is that you hear a few things, is remember, remember God needs to be your first in your life. And this is in all things. In every part of your life, God needs to be first. And a lot of us don't like talking about money, and we talked about that last week, especially in church. And this isn't about this church. This isn't about a need. This is just about you and your life. And if you want to experience the things that God has for you. Jesus, he talks a lot about this. So we are in a series about Jesus. What did he say? Um, Luke 21, 1 through 4. It says, as Jesus looked up, he saw a rich man, or saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put more in than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty and put in all that she had to live on. So a lot of you know this story. There's, there's a lot of Pharisees coming, and they're giving their money, and they're putting it in, and, and they're doing their thing, and they're doing it out of sort of habit and out of ritual. But then this poor widow comes, and of course, and she gives these two coins. And Jesus knows something about this woman. He knows that that's everything she has. And he says something very critical in this, and it kind of ties to other things when he says that he looks at the heart. 
So he's looking at the heart of us and what we give. He doesn't look at the specific amount, of course. That doesn't matter to him. He looks at the heart, and are you putting the Lord first in what you're giving? Because remember, I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying it, God doesn't need you to give. You need you to give. God doesn't need you to give. God's word teaches us, though, to faithfully tithe. That's the starting gate. That's the starting line. It's not the finish line. We don't get there and go, ha, ah, finally got there. We start there, and then he grows inside of us something that leads us to become a truly generous person, which is what I really want to talk about today. I want to talk about what it means to live and to be a truly generous person. So I want to speak beyond the tithe, and I want to talk about generosity, and I want to speak about it more than just monetary generosity. I want to talk about generous people, being a generous person, becoming a person who aims to give cheerfully, joyfully, generously with our time, our resources, our gifts, our abilities, all those sorts of things. You know, several years ago, I adopted a statement that my friend, the guy who called me from Chicago and offered, Bo, he used to say this, well, he still says it all the time, and I adopted the statement, and the statement is simply this, give it all away. The statement is, give it all away. Well, it's a really great statement, but what does it mean, right? At first, I interpret this as literally, I'm supposed to give everything away, right? Um, everything I have, here's my favorite sneakers, you know, here's my favorite, you know what I mean? I don't know, here's my car, here's my dog. I don't know, what, I'm, what am I supposed to give away? Where does it end? Should I give everything I have away to others? Has anybody ever thought or heard or seen people believe that Christianity and following Jesus means you're supposed to like almost have a poverty mindset where you give it all away and you're not supposed to have anything, you're not supposed to have any pleasure, money's evil. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody seen this sort of mentality? That's not what this means. Just so you know, the Christian goal is not to have nothing. Being Christian following Jesus does not mean money and possessions are evil. No, they're a gift, a blessing. Listen, that we are entrusted with to be trustworthy with, right? Give it, all, give it all away means that we approach life as everything is a gift to me, therefore it's potentially a gift to others. Does that make, you're, you're with me on that, right? Everything's a gift, and therefore it's also potentially a gift to others. So I'm talking about everything in your possession. Yes, your money, but also your time, your talents, your wisdom, your knowledge, your skills to fix cars, your abilities to make a really, really good German chocolate cake. Call me. Um, you know what I mean? Your possessions like clothes, tools that you never use, right, guys? <laughs> we have so much stuff we don't even use in life. We have storage closets full of things we never touch. All of the things that we have in our possession are a potential to be a gift and to be generous with, right? We can give away more than just our money, although we can give away our money. We need to be faithful to the word. The faithful the word means we're going to trust Lord with the, with the first fruits. We're going to give him our tithe. And then we're going to ask the Lord, how do I be generous with everything I have? How do I see everything as a potential to be generous with? You can give away your, uh, you can give away your wisdom if you have any. <laughs> you can give away your time even though you don't think, think you have any. You can give away your expertise. You know, this past month, um, 
Several people helped us here at the church with a, cool, cool, a few different projects. This stage got kind of redone. About 10 guys came up here, and they just knocked it out one day, which was awesome. Down in the basement, Roger and Melody, they, they rolled up their sleeves, and they totally gave it a huge upgrade so our kids and our youth can start using that, that space in a new way. They spent about two, three weeks coming up here during the day working for us and doing things. You can give away more than just money. You can give away your expertise, your wisdom, your skills. That's why I'm talking about giving it all away. This is what Jesus calls us to. I want to go back to 1 Corinthians 9. So Paul's on the subject um, of generosity, and I'm going to back up to verse 6. I read verse 8 a little while ago, but I'm going to back up to verse 6. And, and Paul is just echoing Jesus here, just so you know, the, the, the themes that Jesus spoke about. Paul says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Jesus talked about sowing and reaping multiple times. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you. Here we keep going back to this blessing, which people don't like to attach blessing sometimes, but it's, it's in the word, just so you know. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So there's so many things in this passage that I love. So this principle of sowing and reaping is in here. And we're not going to get too deep in it because it's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple kind of understanding, sowing and reaping, right? You sow seeds, you reap, you know, a seed, one plant, one seed, and you hundredfold, right? There's all that kind of stuff. So this, this story with, uh, with my friend Bo and Lee 22 and how we began this church, I told you that, I, that before Bo called me, I had been serving that ministry for years, right? I mean, honestly, it's hard to describe it, but I did a lot. Is that okay for me to say that? Like, I did a lot. Why? Because I loved it. Because I wanted to be generous to it. I wanted to give because I saw the need there and I had the ability to step in and give my skills and my abilities to this ministry to help build it. So I did that never ever thinking about a job. Never ever thinking about a paycheck. Never, never once crossed my mind. Did this for years. And then he calls me out of the blue, and he unexpectedly says, hey, how about I pay you for the things you've been doing for free? You see, whoever sows generously will reap generously. I've had other church planners come up to me and say, man, I wish I could get a lead 222 gig like you got. And they say it as if, like, they're just hanging around, and you just got to find them. You know what I mean? Like, man, you got lucky. You got that cool thing that lets you kind of go do your ministry thing, but you're getting paid to do something else. Listen, they don't just hand them out. I was sowing seeds for years. And then all of a sudden, God sprouted up life at the exact moment when we needed it because of the seeds that were sowed. I look at church plans and say, you want something like that? Go sow seeds for three or four years. Then God will show you that he will give you abundantly more. And you know why? You don't do it to give to get, do you? You do it out of generosity and love. You know what the Pharisees did that were putting all their money in the, in the, in the, in the temple treasury? They were giving out of law. She was giving out of love. When we give out of law because we're supposed to give, 
Jesus sees our hearts and he wants you to give out of love because you generously and, and, and wholeheartedly love what you're doing. And sometimes that's with our money and sometimes it's with our time and sometimes that's with our abilities and sometimes that's with our skills. Those are all seeds that we sow into the kingdom and he brings back life and he multiplies it and he blesses us abundantly. Are you with me? Yeah. So generosity, giving, tithing, all this stuff, becoming a person who freely offers yourself, it's about the heart. Giving it all away is a posture of believing that God is able. So I want to I read, I've read this verse twice now, but I want to read it again, and I'm actually kind of about to kind of wrap this up. Verse number eight of, of this 1 Corinthians 9, or 2 Corinthians, I keep saying 1, 2 Corinthians 9 passage. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Giving all away is about believing that God is able. God is able to bless you abundantly. And I say, and, and I say this because I, I just really want you to know the heart here. We don't give to get, we don't name it, claim it, but we do receive the blessing. And it's okay to receive the blessing. It's okay to receive it because God wants to bless us. You know, one, one story that was, I didn't read, but I'm going to read, it, read part of it right now. Um, this, this one came to me later in the week as an email. I started tithing 10% of my income in January of last year. Within six months, I had been promoted twice and, and, and almost doubled my income. There even came a point when the state cut off my childcare assistance because she was making now too much money and it left me upset and confused and I went to my employer and asked for a small pay cut so I could still qualify for assistance. I don't know if that makes sense. But then I received a raise equivalent to my childcare expenses instead. <laughs> what? Other amazing things have happened and then it goes on about how the church has blessed her and helped her with all sorts of different expenses through her life. And what I tithe is really a drop in the bucket in the scheme of things, but I also know that God has seen it and he cares. I know, all, I know that all of the financially amazing things in my life in the last couple years have been because, listen to this, she gives a three-point sermon, I love it. She goes, number one, the humility and sacrifice of the church. Number two, because God likes me. I love that. And because three, because I tithe. God loves you. And, and here's what's good is sometimes he doesn't just, sometimes love is like, yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, he loves everybody. But he actually likes you. Good word. Sometimes God wants to bless us in a way that's abundant. And we must trust him to receive, to, to, in order to receive the blessing, right? Sometimes the blessing is you sow a seed of time and you receive more time. Sometimes you sow a seed of money and you receive joy and peace. Sometimes you sow a seed of serving and you receive a job. Sometimes you sow a seed of the tithe and he opens the floodgates of heaven. I want to close by reading a few more cards, if that's okay, but these aren't the stories. On the other side of the card, if you were with us last week, was some prayers. You remember that? 
And the prayer was, do you need God, do you need to trust God more in your life, specifically with your finances? If so, what's a focused prayer? See if you can relate to some of these. Lord, help me, help me make you first. I know I don't do this when it comes to our money, not even close to what you deserve. God, help me break free of my selfish ways and trust in you fully and faithfully. I do love you, Lord. Amen. I could tell during the service my fear of letting that go or, or of giving that stress over and having, having the faith in you would all be okay. I, I want and pray that this fear would dissolve. I don't know if maybe connects with the idea of fear. And allow me to place all of my faith in you, God, and allow you to provide. I pray that I can begin to give with a trusting heart that he will provide all and more than I need. That I won't give out of fear or obligation, but with a trusting and expectant heart that he can use that money for his kingdom. I pray continually God will help us faithfully steward the money we make and allow us to tackle the mountain of debt. We have, a, we have a dream to adopt overseas, although it's overshadowed by this mountain. I pray God will help us climb this struggle to give, and also to give us a trust and courage for consistent tithe. We are truly blessed financially. However, I'm constantly worried about the money when I do not need to. I just feel the need to trust in God and what he's doing with our finances. I know we have multiple goals for our finances. I just need to trust that he will provide and trust the plans that he has for us. And then this last one. I wanna step out of routine giving and to give radically and joyfully. Any of those feel sort of real? Yeah? I just want to say, don't miss the blessing. God wants to bless you. And he's given us, <laughs> he's actually giving, giving us clear plans on how he does. Now, he doesn't just do it through our giving, but this is one of the huge vehicles that he uses to say, I will bless you. Trust me. Look at your life and ask, where can I give it all away? And you've probably heard people say this before. They, they kind of categorize it. And so I thought, oh, this is, someone else said this, and it's worth being mentioned, I guess, again. But your time, your talent, your treasure, you ever heard that? You know? And how could you give your time for a good purpose? How could you give your talent, your abilities, your gifts, how could you give them away? And then how could you give your treasure, of course, your money? It has a purpose and order that you need to make God first. So look at your life, your time, your talent, your treasure, and find ways to be generous. Amen? Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I just pray that as we <clears throat> receive this today, I hope that everybody is encouraged, encouraged by the stories, encouraged by the truth in your word, encouraged that, Father, you love us, encouraged that you want to bless us. What an amazing, amazing gift for us to be able to be called your your children, to be a part of this, this story that you're writing in this world. 
God, we are so grateful today. And Lord, I pray for each and every person in here right now that, God, seeds being planted would be, seed, would be planted in good soil today and they would bring new life in the future as you will it. With your heads bowed, I just want to give you a chance to just do, a, do an easy response today. And I'm, I don't mean easy in the sense that the subject is easy, but just a simple way of saying, Lord, I'm acknowledging today that you're speaking to me and you've been speaking to me. But I just want to begin. How many of you needed to hear today that God wants to bless you? Anybody need to hear that today? That he, that he's, he will bless you. Anybody just lift your hand if that's where you're at today. God wants to bless you. Yeah. How many of you needed to hear today that you need to begin sowing generously, sowing seeds generously. Would you just lift your hand? Just to the Lord. Yeah. And then the last one, kind of where we began today. How many needed to just be encouraged today about God's love for you and that he's for you and behind you and he'll bless you, take care of you? How many need to be encouraged by God today in some way like that? Just lift your hand. I knew that God was going to encourage some people today, and I just pray right now you receive that encouragement. Receive it right now. He wants, to, he wants to stand you up. He wants to pick you up wherever you're discouraged, and he wants to breathe life into you. So we receive that encouragement. Father, we just pray. I just pray over each and every person in this room. I pray that, Lord, they would receive today your love, your encouragement, your blessing, and that, God, we would go be faithful and trust you with what you're giving us. And we would see everything that we receive in this life as a gift with the potential to be a gift to others. And so, God, we trust you with all things. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.